Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Be Her Village podcast. My name is Caitlin Legreas, and I'm the founder of Be Her Village. Be Her Village is an online gift registry for what moms really need, support, not stuff. We're talking to providers and people who care for moms in their pregnancy, their birth, their postpartum. We're talking to real moms and hearing their stories and really just getting into all the good stuff that comes along with new parenthood. So check us out, tune in, and let us know what you think. Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to the Be Her Village podcast. In today's episode, Caitlin McGreas, founder of Be Her Village, talks with Andrea Costanzo, who is a diagnostic sonographer and the owner of Wonders of My Belly, which is an amazing service that brings the sonogram experience home to families right from their smart TV with just an iPad and a little probe. It's pretty awesome. This episode highlights how she's played a big role in keeping all members of the family connected to their sonogram experience during COVID. They get into the fact that gender disappointment is a real and pretty normal thing, as well as how she's helping to create intimate memories during pregnancies with her sonogram home visits. Andrea and Wonders of My Belly is one of the many unique services listed on the Be Her Village online gift registry, and you can find that at www.beherevillage.com. Enjoy the episode and let us know what you think. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Be Her Village podcast. I'm Caitlin McGrath, founder of Be Her Village, and I'm so excited to be here today with Andrea Costanzo, the owner and founder of Wonders of My Belly. And we have a lot to talk about today. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you for being Hello. here. Uh, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, there's so many things to talk about because we need to talk about um, sonograms and Governor Cuomo and partners and prenatal and the nesting place and all the places that you're doing this incredible work. But let's just like get to the heart of it. What is Wonders of My Belly? What do you do with bellies? So about almost three years ago, the honest truth is I couldn't sleep one night and I was laying there and the gender reveal parties were huge back then. So I was thinking, how can I be a part of this with the ultrasounds? And I said, well, I would have to buy a portable machine so I can do the actual live reveals at these parties. So instead of them finding out through the blood work or the balloons or the guns or whatever they're doing, I should be there just doing it live. So that's what I did. I bought my own machine. And I started with gender reveal parties and baby showers. And it was a big hit because even if the parents found out through the blood work at 10, 11, 12 weeks, what they were having, they would put it in an envelope and give it to somebody and they were still having their surprise parties. But a lot of people thought it was such a great idea to have wonders of my belly there because after they did the grand reveal, everybody at the party could see the baby on their smart TV because mm -hmm. I stream it right to the TV. And then last March, COVID hit and everything went very quiet because there were no parties. So about a month into COVID, <clears throat> every text message and email I would get says, hi, my spouse can't come into the sonogram. Mm. 
can you please come to the house? And this is where I am right now. And it's been such an amazing experience. Although COVID is just awful, it has put me in a place where I love my job even more because I'm bringing so much happiness to these families, whether they're first pregnancies or fourth pregnancies. Mm -hmm. The spouses want to be a part. The families want to be a part. The siblings want to see. And I'm able to do that. I go right to their home. Wow. So I have so many thoughts as I'm listening to you. I want to talk about, obviously, about COVID and the incredible service and how, how meaningful and valuable it is for your service to be available to people um, because of what's happening. So I have lots of thoughts about that. But I would love to go back a little bit to the gender reveals because... I think that there's like, I've heard, and I don't know, I don't, I haven't had any like direct conversations, but I've kind of seen chatter in social media about like gender reveals and it being very, I don't know, like over the top, which I get because, you know, people like set off wildfires with, with some of them, they can go over the top. Mm -hmm. But I guess I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of share my own experience because I think that there is a lot of emotion tied up in what gender or what sex is probably more accurate what more what sex what biological parts our baby is going to have um and i think that there's this lack of acknowledgement of gender and sex um emotion and regret and disappointment when i had my first baby I knew literally I don't know how I knew but like I knew upon implantation I like felt this like stretching sensation I just like knew it was a boy I just had this to the point where when we were in the sonogram they were like it's a boy and my husband was like oh. and I was like yeah I know I told you that like 12 weeks ago you know or whatever 20 weeks ago I knew he was a boy I just felt his very still very strong spirit in that moment um and then I had a cesarean for my first and with my second I had a VBAC and I knew for myself, and this is only my experience, it's not how I feel about anybody else's birth. I think everybody should do what feels right for them. I knew that if I had a second cesarean, I wasn't going for a third baby. And when I found out I was having a little boy, I was over the moon. I loved the idea of these two little boys being best friends, running around the house, causing trouble together. And that is exactly what has panned out uh, up until this point. But there was a different feeling for me when I did decide to go for my third. And, and I couldn't, I don't know, there wasn't like an outlet to talk about it. Like, I love that you celebrate and are part of gender reveals and that that was your original intention because feelings about your baby's gender are normal. They're really, really normal. And I remember kind of not wanting to say it out loud how I, how strongly I wanted a little girl but you know what? I really, really, really wanted a little girl. I just, I mean, my whole life is about women and empowering women and supporting women. And I feel so strongly about my own experience as a woman being very different from that of men. And I would imagine, at least it seems like that from my perspective. And I just so wanted like a little girl to be my best friend and to raise and and there are days where I'm like, oh God, I got what I wished for, you know? Right. Um, but there was 
that moment, I remember it so clearly, that moment where the, the sonogram tech was showing us that she was a girl. And it was just, I was over the moon. And actually, actually, I was planning, I wanted to, you know, have it be a surprise, but I, I was afraid of having a third boy and feeling disappointment at my birth. So we actually... Because of that, I was like, I want to get it done at 20 weeks so that if I have an emotional reaction, I can mourn it and then celebrate this little boy. I didn't want like this gender disappointment to be all wrapped up in my birth experience. And I think that's really valid to have conversations about like, why are we celebrating gender when we don't know, you know, who this little person will grow up to be and if it matters. But I feel like that's a separate conversation from how people actually feel. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we can have a conversation about gender in our society and also feel really, really excited that you're having a little girl, a biological girl. Um, and I think that's really valid. And I think it's so special that that was your intention. What a cool idea to yes. do parties and like have everybody be involved in this intimate moment. That is amazing. amazing. Yes, actually. Many of the parties I did prior to COVID were already known genders because they're finding out now through the blood work so early. You don't have to wait for the sonogram or an amnio anymore. But the ones that were live where nobody knew until I arrived and they could find out with their family and their friends all there yelling, screaming, people on FaceTime all over the world, they're FaceTiming family and relatives that couldn't be with them. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I it really was. I imagine. Yes. To share that. And I've also, I'm thinking too, as you're telling me, like, I've seen horror stories of, um, I've actually, a former Tula client of mine, she, ended, she had three boys. I supported her third birth and it was a boy. And I remember she cried during her birth because she was so sad and it, it was heartbreaking. And then they, she posted on Facebook a picture of a cake. They had a fourth baby and they had a gender reveal, except they handed the sonogram image to a baker and the cake was ambivalent. Like it was a little bit pink, a little bit blue. It turned out right. to be a girl, but they didn't get their big reveal because it was just not really done well. So I love kind of the idea of like, if you're going to do a big reveal, you actually have an image of the baby and somebody there telling you (laughs) what it is. And it's, you know, unequivocal. Andrea, let's back up a little bit. What is your background? How, how are you trained? Are you somebody that's able to, I mean, obviously you're able to figure out gender. Are you able to do other things like diagnose things? What, what does it look like to go from just a normal person (laughs) to a sonogram tech and to be qualified to do this. What does that look like? Okay. So my background is I went to NYU about 30 years ago. I graduated and I did general ultrasound for about eight years where I did everything. Mm -hmm. So I was registered to do head to toe. And then I decided about 10 years into my career to become an independent contractor in specifically just OBGYN offices. And then that led me to 28 years later, I am doing this with womb, but I still work as a diagnostic medical sonographer mm-hmm. with a obstetrician and gynecologist. Oh, wow. So Wonders of My Belly is considered non-diagnostic mm-hmm. because I am not reporting to a physician with any findings. 
It is purely for entertainment, for bonding purposes, everything other than diagnostic. So I can, in my office that I work in, yes, I am diagnosing, I am looking for good and bad all day long, but not with wonders of my belly. I'm just scanning purely for the bond and the joy and the love of the pregnancy. Which is amazing. I have to ask yeah. just like on a professional level, what happens if you see something that in your diagnostic role would raise a red flag? Like how do you handle something like that? In the physician's if, office I work in or no, if, no, if, if, if you're home. if you have your wonders of my belly hat on and you're lovingly okay. having a partner there and able to connect with their baby and you see something that raises a red flag because you do have the training obviously under your business yes. your own personal business it's not a diagnostic thing and that's really great information but I, I guess it, i'm just curious as a professional what what goes through your mind then do you mention it to them do you not mention it great question and it does come up and it has happened very infrequently but before I scan the mom, she signs a disclaimer, which is pretty lengthy, and it explains that I am not responsible for the medical end of the pregnancy, but if in fact I see something that I feel needs medical attention mm -hmm. sooner than her next doctor's visit, mm -hmm. that I do have permission to call her doctor. That's great. That sounds like a really good way to deal with a difficult kind of a line to walk because yeah. you have the skills. There's no and question. It's yeah. Inevitable. It's inevitable to happen. And I'm so seasoned and experienced that I feel completely confident that I can determine if it's something that needs to be brought to the doctor's attention or not at the moment. It would have to be you know, an emergency type of situation. Everything else they're taking care of and whatever, you know, office she's in or radiology practice that she goes to for her scans, they're going to be on top of it because they're going to see it as well. Right. This, so this actually feels like a natural segue into the COVID discussion and what has happened. So you probably know a whole lot better than I do about this, but I, I found out I would have to think back or look at my text, but, or look at when I started posting all over about, <laughs> about how angry I was about this. But my friend just texted me, you know, out of the blue, I was at work and she, I guess it was September, October. And she said, you know, I'm pregnant. Nobody knows what, you know, what insurance, what midwife, all this. And, and I was helping work through that with her. And then she says to any of them, let, you know, would any of them let my husband in? And I was kind of like, what do you mean? They all, right. and she was like, cause I wasn't actively doing dual work. I wasn't like in tune. I didn't have active clients going through this. And I, I was floored, just floored, especially in September, October, when all summer long, quite honestly, like it felt like COVID didn't exist. Everybody was out. Everybody was on the beach. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of life felt easier. The numbers were low. There was kind of like a semi-return to normalcy. And you can go to restaurants with your friends. People were having backyard parties. And, and to learn that we couldn't have 
partners, you know, and it doesn't have to be partners. I think birthing people deserve support, period, whether it's your mother or a doula or an advocate or your partner. Um, Mm -hmm. But it just, it absolutely floors me that we're not prioritizing it because as we kind of just touched on naturally, these sonograms are not all love and wonderful, (laughs) although hopefully most of them are, but there are really big things that come up. Sometimes we're losing babies. Sometimes we're identifying, you know, an issue that affects the birth or an issue that affects post-birth or the baby needs surgery or God, there's just so many variables. And to have somebody go through without support is just unbelievable, just absolutely unbelievable to me. And as we are recording this, that's happening right now. Literally, Laura Curran, who is the um, executive of Nassau County. I'm not like a Facebook poster, but sometimes I just see things that just literally my brain explodes at how awful it is. Laura Curran, who's the um, executive of Nassau County, she's the Nassau County executive, she runs the county, posted on her Facebook, which I'm sure it's like an intern, but still, that she is is writing a letter and she posted the letter asking Andrew Cuomo to keep restaurants open until midnight because the restaurant industry is hurting. Wow. And like, I'm, I'm not trying to make anything into a political issue, except that everything is a political issue. And when our politicians are like in one breath saying, stay home, don't mingle, it's right. not safe. And in the other breath saying, let's stay out partying longer because of the economy. And then ignoring the fact that women in our system and the maternal mortality rates are, are, higher than they should be and rising and people's experience, everybody's going unsupported. And yet nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about who has support. It just absolutely floors me. So can you tell me from your experience, like, were you, how, how did this all kind of reveal to you? What was your experience in March? Were you in tune with what was happening? How did you find out? Was it just from people calling you and telling you what was your experience because mine was in September but I feel like I missed the boat by like six months so could you fill me in as to what happened in March yes I can it happened I found out instantly because I work in the office Mm. and we were not allowed to have anybody accompany the patients into the office ultrasounds or just general appointments so they say why did, like whoever told you that, did they tell you why? I don't think there was ever a specific reason. Any appointment you go to, the person going with you typically has to wait in the car. You can't wait in the waiting room with them. Forget about going in with them. So it was the whole medical community just shut down to the patient only. Mm-hmm. You know, the hospitals are doing it. They're still doing it. They're still doing it. It's awful. When I found out about this, I just called every. I was so angry and I couldn't believe this was happening. So I called my friend Melanie. She's a midwife at Winthrop, Melanie Summersill, and she's like amazing. And she makes all the changes from the inside. And she's just very well versed in advocacy and ruffling feathers, but not too much, you know? Um, so I called her and she told me, you know, here's the outline. Here's what you do. Find out why. And... So I did a Google search and I found there was a memo to hospitals that was given out by the Department of Health and April, April 29th was when it was last updated. I think, I don't know, that number is sticking out for me, but basically it said no hospital visitation. 
talk about no support for women, they didn't even let partners into births for like a good few days there. There are so many women and partners and families that started off with a traumatic experience due to this pandemic and due to everybody just discarding women. That's awful. Um, and so we ended up putting a letter together. I reached out to a bunch of leaders on Long Island and, you know, around New York state and everybody signed on to the letter. We created a petition. Uh, we reached out to the department, the, sorry, the health committee chair, uh, assemblyman Gottfried and his office had no idea that this was happening because the hospitals are not telling them that this is how they're interpreting the guidelines. And they ended up listening to us, doing a bunch of research, reaching out to some of the women that we connected them with and had them tell their stories. And they wrote a letter on our behalf to Andrew Cuomo and to Dr. Zucker, the head of the Department of Health. And they wrote us back and said, we're sorry, we can't have, you know, just pregnant women it's exactly what you said. We can't just have pregnant women get support when all of these medical appointments, everybody wants support. And like my brain again, kind of broke because you can go out with a group and have drinks and food for unlimited hours in a public space for fun. And you can't have a partner or a support person as you navigate the healthcare system regardless of what it is. Well, I mean, my area of expertise and focus is pregnancy, you know, but, but for cancer, people who are getting cancer diagnoses, people who are dealing, you know, and so the governor had issued this maternal, um, this update to that memo that ensured that women would have support during labor and delivery, during postpartum, in pediatrics, end of life cases. So they are making exceptions, but they won't make an exception for pregnancy. And it's embarrassing and infuriating considering our maternal health care crisis and our maternal mortality rate and the fact that, you know, the system is failing women and it's just failing them one more time. Um, okay. So that's, that's my rant about that. I just, I feel like you're at the center of it and it, you're actually providing such a beautiful alternative so that while we're all working to get women and pregnant people the support they need, like, what do we do in the meanwhile? And I get so many messages like, what do I do in the meanwhile? And I say, you know, wonders of my belly. They, they come to your house and it's, you can have your partner there. It's such an amazing option. So talk to me. So, so COVID hits and what does that look like for wonders of my belly? Cause now there's no more parties, but it's like a, quite a pivot for your business. Right. So what does it look like? Are you just completely swamped? What, how is it working for you? I am. I am. It's really busy and pretty much word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I scan somebody and they're posting to their social media and I'm posting on my social media that I was there, the calls come in because they didn't know I existed and they were so happy. So there's a little secret about wonders of my belly. I am currently looking into almost in contract to buy the first portable live 4D Ooh, machine. That's exciting. So a lot of people ask me if I do 3D, 4D in the home. Mm -hmm. And my answer currently is no, because I don't offer that. It's a whole different system. Mm -hmm. We do do it in the practice that I work in, but you have to be a patient there. 
So the generations that are coming through, they want all the new technology, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking into buying another machine, which is going to give the 4D capability that most people want mm -hmm. it right in their home. That's so it's exciting news because I can do either. If they just want the regular ultrasound in the black and white and you watch the baby, or if they actually want to see the newest technology of their baby's face, mm -hmm. I will be able to offer that in the near future too. That's so that's really exciting for womb because yeah. I didn't see that coming because it was all about just bringing the bonding experience mm -hmm. to the partners and the families. But now I'm going to branch out a little bit for those that are asking for it. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what was your, if you have one, I'm sure you have one. What is mm -hmm. your favorite experience that comes to mind when you think about having okay. that best reaction Here. or something else? Here it comes. <laughs> a few months ago, and this is not the only experience I've had, but it's the one that stands out the most. Great grandma was not going to probably make it until this summer when the baby is born. So I headed into Queens and great grandma was there in her wheelchair and the emotion in the room was overwhelming because she was looking at her great grandchild on the smart TV she had never seen a sonogram and she knows that she won't be here when the baby is born. And it was so emotional on so many levels. And it just brought so much joy to me that I was able to provide that for her. It was incredible. That sounds amazing. I'm getting all teary eyed over here. Yeah. I was crying. That's so crying. The there are some that just get you even though you've done this for a million years there's yeah. some that just it's so beautiful and it's it's that sort of thing that reminds you about how important this work is and why we need to keep doing it because because everyone deserves moments like this right and I think especially in a pandemic when people who are having babies and growing their families during this time are missing out on so much already right, right. like my friends who have had babies it's like they're literally like, we don't leave the house. Like this kid has never seen the outside of the house. This kid doesn't know people the way that our other kids do, you know? And like, there's just this, there's so much grief and there's so much loss for new families in their experiences. They're not having baby showers. They're not having people see their cute bump as it grows. You know, like there's just this, there's so much fear around having family and friends come to, before and after the birth. I was just on the phone with my pregnant friend last night and it's like, I'll see you in the summer, I guess, you know, <laughs> there's just where normally we'd probably be celebrating her at the very least getting together. And I, I would be one of the people to come visit the baby in the first couple of weeks. And it's, Absolutely. it's just probably not going to happen and it's okay, but it's just, there's so much loss. So to have this, feeling this beautiful moment it might be one of the only moments that these families are getting and to have it be in in their homes with everyone that they love involved is so so special so I have a question about just like logistics what does it look like how far out do you have to book it how long is the appointment how much room do you need for the equipment what does that all look like in the home oh the equipment is 
Very compact. Like, is it bigger than a toaster? <laughs> I, I have an iPad, tablet, and a probe. That's it. Oh, it's really so, small. And I stream via Wi-Fi. I need, that's all I need from my clients is their Wi-Fi password. So I can stream right to their smart TV. That's it. Wow. So the equipment is very little. And it depends on the week because obviously people are working and Wonders of My Belly is very popular in the evenings and on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So this weekend coming, I never expected to work on Valentine's Day. Not that I can do much these days, but I am booked from morning till night because they're giving it as gifts. That's a really cool gift. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. That's beautiful. Um, one of them, it's her birthday and it's the Valentine's gift for her spouse. So it depends on the week or the weekend. You know, I'm about two or three months out right now, but I still have plenty of availability for those who are still interested. That's amazing. How long does the appointment take? Well, it depends usually on the fetus. Okay. Because if they're sleeping and they're not showing a good show, I wait until the baby gets up. Mm. But typically I scan for about 25, 30 minutes. Usually we're, we get to see a lot of action in that time frame. But I'm usually there longer because I'm very personable and I meet the most wonderful people. Mm. And then I also have a connection with whatever animals they have in their house. So if you happen to look at my Instagram page or my Facebook page, I have to take a picture with whatever animals they have. So <laughs> at the end of this session, whether it's dogs or snakes or hamsters, whatever it is, I take pictures with their animals. So I'm usually spending time with the animals at the end. So I'm, I'm there about an hour. Wow. That's great. I love it. You know, it just reminds me of doula work in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, the scan might be 20 minutes, but it's so much more than just a scan. You know, it's not robotic. It's heart work. You're there for this beautiful moment and you're getting to know the people that you're working with and you're hearing their fears and you're witnessing their joy. And it's just, it's so, so special. It absolutely is. And that is a big part of it because I end up staying longer because I'm talking to everybody and I'm talking to future, you know, clients who say, I can't wait. When I get pregnant, you're definitely coming to my house. Like I said, I meet so many people. It's so amazing. It is. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. And, you know, even when the partners are allowed back in, I hope that this becomes, you know, a thing. I, I hope that it doesn't go just back to the parties because there's, I mean, I hope that the parties start up again too. Right. I can't wait. I can't wait for parties. I'm going to hug all the people. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, I feel like we've, there are some things from the pandemic life that I want to carry over. And I feel like this is one of those, you know, it's such an intimate and beautiful moment to share. Right. I think it will because especially since I'm going to be adding the 4D, a lot of people ask for it in the home. Yeah. So once people do start going back to the visits with their spouses in the doctor's office, they still want that special experience of me coming to their home. And I go, 
I go pretty far. I mean, I go from Montauk to Manhattan. Wow. Where do you live? I'm in Mount Sinai. Oh, wow. That's, that's far. Mount yeah. Sinai is like far from everywhere because it's so <laughs> north. <laughs> that's just like far from the LIE. Wow. Yes. That's so that's I, do. I travel wherever I need to go to make my clients happy because that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, that's really a beautiful thing. And I, of course, want to mention that you are on Be Her Village and your services are available. So people who are listening, you can you can add a beautiful, amazing home visit, home sonogram to your gift registry. And our gift registry can be um, added to any other registry. So you can add all of your Be Her Village services to Target, to um, Amazon, and to any other web-based uh registry, which is so exciting because then you can have, you know, strollers and sonograms and you can have wipe warmers and doulas and you can have everything you need in one spot. One stop. One stop shop. I love that. They don't want new pajamas. They want a sonogram in their Oh, I love it. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for having this conversation and thank you so much for the work. You know, it's one of my favorite things is to meet other female entrepreneurs and other people who are like seeing this gap and thinking, how can the gifts and the talents that I have impact the world, you know, and, and we can make money and we can make the world a better place. And it's like, it's just, it's so exciting to see the creative, you know, endeavors that we're all doing. And I'm really excited to know you and to have our work intersect. And it's just, it's been really great. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to all of this. I am too. And thank you everyone for listening to the Be Her Village podcast. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Her Village podcast with Andrea Costanzo. We wanted to update everybody a little bit because this episode was recorded earlier in the year and some great changes have happened. So in New York, partners are allowed back into appointments, which is really awesome. Although we can't completely claim it, we like to think that we had a little bit of something to do with making some of that change happen. We had a whole bunch of signatures on the petition to get that changed, and so it's super exciting that partners are now allowed back into sonogram appointments. And even so, Wonders of My Belly is still such a great option for parents to have that sort of experience right in their own home. And another thing uh, that we talked about in the episode was that Andrea was saying she was looking into her 4D sonogram equipment and I'm happy to report that that equipment is something that Andrea has and is using so that is something available for any new parents to to have and be part of which is super awesome and again Andrea Costanzo can be found on the Be Her Village gift registry along with so many other awesome services so if you are pregnant and you're in the New York area you can put Andrea and her awesome services wonders of my belly onto your gift registry And if you know somebody who is pregnant and you want to gift this to them through the Be Her Village gift registry is a great way to do that. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Help us out by giving us a rating, writing a review, sharing this episode with one of your friends. Have a good one.